Here's a little secret you may not know about me and probably most busy mamas in general. We never actually fully watch family night movies. We peripherally watch as we cook dinner, answer work emails, fold laundry. Okay, I never fold laundry. My husband totally does this, but you get the idea. But this past Christmas, I was sick. Like not just a little sick, but completely feeling terrible. It's impossible to catch my breath with coughing kind of sick. And so with the gift of this sickness, an empty schedule and the magic of Christmas day, I lay on the couch for two hours with my girls in absolute delight, giving my full unadulterated attention to the latest rendition of Matilda the Musical streaming on Netflix. Sure, I may have been delirious, but I guffawed when Mrs. Trunchbull, shockingly well played by the beautiful Emma Thompson, said the word education with such evil relish. I outright sobbed as Matilda conquered the swirl of chaos outside of her by centering deep within herself in the song, Quiet. I felt a rush of subversive joy at the possibilities of youthful revolution, perhaps saving us all, woven throughout. And I couldn't stop making connections to particular themes related to all of our work in the field of education. Is school for compliance or creativity? Are authority figures to be respected or loved? Should students have a say? What role does story have in our sense making of the world? And when is rebellion appropriate and even necessary? But as much as I loved Matilda, and I loved Matilda, no one loves Matilda more than Aliana Piper Rust and Elizabeth Bensler, two third graders sitting right here beside me. These two have been singing and watching their way through Matilda so many times, they nearly have the entire movie memorized. One could say they've internalized the ethos, or perhaps the ethos of the story spoke so much to their truth, it resonated to their very fibers. So I knew we had to talk about it on the series, and of course we had to invite their very own, not very mean, Mrs. Trunchbull, Dr. Shay Egger, to weigh in. Sure, Matilda's entertaining, but is there anything we can learn to inform our own practice in schools? Let's find out. Here we are. Hi, friends. I'm so glad to get to chat with you about this amazing movie. Yes, this is fun. Thank this you for having me. So fun. So let's begin introducing ourselves. And I want us to hear either who is your favorite character in all of Matilda, or what did you think about the movie itself? Like if you had to rate it on a scale of one to 10, you can answer either of those questions. Let's start with you, Dr. Egger. Sure, awesome. Sure. Okay, so I'm rating the movie and my favorite character. Well, my. Well, I'm Shay Egger, head of the labor school, introductions first. My favorite character, obviously, I think it's a given, is Miss Honey. Miss mm, Honey, she's the nicest. I know, she's precious. I mean, the way she responds to her students, that the way she makes um, learning fun and joyful and such a contrast in sort of a dark, scary school of Crunchham Hall, she just stole my heart. And of course, I love Matilda. Growing up, little little secret about me, Matilda was one of my very favorite books. Matilda and the BFG. Roald Dahl was my favorite. So when y'all asked me to watch this movie for this podcast, I was thrilled. And I love the movie. It was one of those movies that just kind of stuck with me. Mm. I mean, it's hard to rate. I want to hear y'all's ratings, but it's way up there for me. I think because of all the emotions and it resonated working in a school and everything Matilda went through and overcame and the way those students rose above and 
you know, good, persevered over evil. I just loved everything about it and the music and, and everything. It's so stuck it's in your head. So, it's so stuck in my head. Okay, before we move on, I have to ask, yeah. when you were a kid watching Matilda, reading yes. Matilda, yeah. do you think the reason you connected is you knew you wanted to be a teacher at that time? Or why did you connect? I did want to be a teacher uh, when I was younger. And so I do think I connected. I love the way Roald Dahl wrote. But, y'all, I can remember laying in my bed and wanting to be like Matilda. I would stare at something <laughs> across my room and think, like, could I, could I make it right? You know, could I levitate something in my mind? <laughs> did you ever do it? No, oh, okay. darn, okay. darn. I would have believed it. But I really, really loved Matilda. And I do, yes, I think Miss Honey spoke to me even then. I always knew I wanted to be a teacher since I was y'all's age. I love to read the Babysitter Club books yes. too. And to babysit and spend time with children. And then when I grew up, I mean, I knew in college, I'm going to go into education and work with children. So that could be one reason so why cool. it resonated. Yeah. So we invited Dr. Ayer because of this crazy, amazing character we're going to talk about. And I had <laughs> no idea it was such a formative book. So that's so cool. Okay. Next, we have Elizabeth. Hello, I'm Elizabeth. And my favorite um, character is Agatha Trenchbull. She's so creepy, but <laughs> I love the way she acts and her singing is so funny when she sings in phys ed and mm -hmm. I've read the movie like 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10? Not Pretty good review. Elizabeth, you are a power, I think you are an example of a powerful woman. Do you think that is why you like this character so much? Probably. Probably. I would be the principal if she was like sick or something. I would take over her spot. You would totally take <laughs> it over and probably rule with the same spirit of strength. Yes. Maybe would you be nicer. Yeah. Would you be kinder though, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. I think for sure. I think for sure. <laughs> okay. One more, Aliana. I'm Aliana. Um, and if I were to rate it, um, it would be 10 out of 10, but like... Since I've watched it so many times, now like a four out of ten. Oh no, it's gone down. There can't be too much of a good thing. Sure, <laughs> that's sure. fair. That's fair. Well, let's jump right into this, and I think this question is very important to start with because, full disclosure, audience listening, someone in this room is my daughter. I'm not going to tell you who, but one person. <laughs> it's not Dr. Ager. That's all I'll say. Um, someone is my daughter. So. One piece that I think stands out at the start of this movie is there's a lot about the relationship between a kid and their parents, and I want us to talk a little bit about that, but first, since it's, we've seen this not enough times yet, Aliana, let's watch a little scene of when we first get to meet Matilda's parents. Oh no! We can get gone, Harry! We forgot you sent me to school! He goes to school all the time, didn't you, boy? I'm a girl. I know, I don't. I've never been to school. Well, where'd you get all the books from? From the library. What? They're doing books now. Oh, you are such an idiot! What, me? <laughs> I've got a business to run, so I'll jump in the car to brats. Haven't I got enough stress? What with all this debt you put us in? That I've put us in? Yeah, yeah, you! Don't you get it? We're trapped in the chains of, of, of debt! And you, you expect me to escape like I'm some kind of flaming escapologist! Escapologist, is it? Okay, we'll stop there. That's how we first meet these amazing parents. Aliana, does that remind you of your parents? No. Phew! That's good. That's good. What do y'all think about Matilda's mom and dad? Not good. Not good? Why? Why? Um, well, they didn't, like, call her Matilda. Like, first the mom said, like, we forgot to send it to oh. school. Oh, yeah. So dehumanizing. And yes. 
And my mom would not call me an it. <laughs> Good job, Rebecca Bensley. Yes. And the dad called Matilda a boy, and she's not a boy, and she's a girl. And she stands up for herself and said, I'm not a boy, I'm a girl. Wow, Elizabeth, I think both of those ideas really point to the fact that maybe sometimes her parents don't see her, right? They don't, like, mm-hmm. recognize who she is. That's so interesting. What do you think, Aliana? They, um, like... I don't know if they, like, really, 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 like, as much as you should love her as parents. Yeah, you get some hints about that, don't you? A lot. Yeah, yeah. Do you think, do you think they have anything in common with each other? They all are kind of crazy. Okay, fair. Matilda is a little, a little unusual, and they're very unusual. So there's some, they're all kind of crazy. But for the most part, they don't have similarities, right? It almost seems like you think to yourself... Could those people even be related? Like, that's how I think. Usually I think, like, okay, a kid that loves books, probably her parents love books, right? Or, like, a kid that loves TV, probably her parents taught her. Sometimes it happens that people are just really different from their parents, I guess, and that must be... That must be really hard. Well, Dr. Ager and I can put on our kid hat, but we can also put on our parent hat. What do you think? I mean, it's heartbreaking, really. In the whole movie, you know, it's hyperbole. It's really exaggerated. But at the core of it, like you said, they don't understand who she is. They don't even see that she loves books. They don't even know where she got the books or if she goes to school. So she's clearly not a priority to them. Um, And, yeah, as a parent, I mean, in my home, I want that to be, like, the safest space for my children and the place where they can come and find peace and calm and consistency and love and belonging and nurturing and so it's while some of it you know you giggle at the way they talk and it's real hyperbole and done really big and large and that's funny that they're arguing at the core of it it's quite heartbreaking for Matilda it really is and it gets happy if it does feeling really sad (laughs) you should still watch the movie it gets happy but while we're talking about warm and safe Places, can we talk about Crunchum Hall yes. Elementary? <laughs> okay, so my big question about this school that Matilda gets sent to, because she does finally get to go to school, is it like St. Andrews? Why or why not? <laughs> well, I, I feel like I should follow up that question. Elizabeth, what do you think? Um, It's definitely not, because when you come in, there's like this big gate, and it looks like scary. And yeah. And sketchy, and then there's this big like statue of her, just like her, and she has like a medal or something. And yeah. I'm like, who would put a statue? <laughs> of <laughs> so you don't think we should have a Dr. Aker like statue <laughs> as we walk in? A hammer? <laughs> right. Yeah. Be <laughs> 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 awful. And everybody was like, just like they they looked kind of gloomy. They didn't mm-hmm. look happy or something and it looks really dull and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah I think those are all so I'm so glad that that does not feel like the reality of St. Andrews do you want to tell us more about how it's not like St. Andrews or do you want to tell us what is St. Andrews she just described a lot about this this school in Crunchham Hall Elementary what do you see at St. Andrews that's different um instead of like because also, when they first walk in, mm-hmm. there's older kids telling them how much they hate it. And, oh, that's true. And how it's like a jail. Yes. And this is not a jail at all. Oh, I'm so glad. If it's not a jail, what is it? It's like a fun place oh. that you can learn. I'm so happy that you feel that way. Dr. Ager, yes, you I did mean. it. 
hope that where our teachers do it too. I know. I mean, I hope it's a warm and welcoming place when people walk in. And you mentioned like the way it looks dull and dreary. Everything does look dark and drab and gray. Even just the lighting and the smiling on, you know, teachers' faces and welcoming. Do you all feel welcomed by older students rather than older students warning you? Like the movie? Next year, you will be the seniors oh of goodness, this place. Oh my goodness, they will be the fourth graders. So it kind of made me wonder about how you'll greet, like our new first graders, for example. What will you tell them? Like if you were in that scene when they first enter and they're like, watch out, it's like jail. What would you tell them instead? <laughs> it, welcome. And um, I don't know. It's <laughs> fun. Welcome and it's fun. Good. Oh my goodness, I'm, I'm so, fun here. so glad to hear that. We'll talk more about fun yeah. and carnivals at the yeah. end of this movie. But let's keep talking. So one other big theme about this movie is, is about growing up. And, you know, Dr. Edgar and I have done some growing up. So sometimes it's hard to remember what it felt like when you were a kid and you were like, what's it like to be a grown up? So I'm going to play a bit of one of our, I think, favorite, favorite, favorite songs. And we're going to talk about growing up. Right now, my three-year-old, Bev, at home, you know, Aww. tell her, when I'm trying to tell her that there's rules and understanding the rules in the house, they're there to keep her safe, I'll tell her, like, Mommy is in charge, and I'm trying to teach you to keep you safe. Lately, she says, I'll be in charge. I'll, oh. I'll get big and be in charge. And I can kind of, I mean, I remember that. I remember thinking, like, I can't wait to have all this free time and do what I want to do. But then with growing up comes lots of responsibility. Ooh. But I absolutely remember that. I also could not wait for, like, my job. I couldn't wait to be a teacher. Oh, yeah. We're so glad you grew up. <laughs> so glad I grew up to here. Okay, so what is it? Does it feel like you want to grow up? What, what do you think? Not really. Not really? Why not? Nice. Because there's a lot of responsibility, and when you're a kid, you get to go to school and have fun and have nice teachers. But when you're older, you actually have to work and clean and cook. You were exactly right. <laughs> That's so good. It's so good. 
and take care of your kids if you have them. Uh-huh. What do you think, Aliana? Both. Okay. Because, like, I'm excited to grow up and be a teacher. Oh, speaking mm-hmm. of being a teacher. You're going to make a great teacher. And um, I also want to stay a kid because it's fun. Yeah, and, like, absolutely. You know, yeah, and you don't have to, so, like, take care of a lot of stuff. Yes, I think you soak up every moment of your childhood and enjoy it and relish in it because you'll have plenty of time to be a grown-up. Well, and I think so much of that theme has to do with the desire for control, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the kids are feeling a sense of wanting to grow up because they feel like they don't have much agency or control over their environment. You might be actually pretty happy with the, the decisions adults are making. Hopefully, your amazing parents and your amazing principal and teachers, right? Um, so, but I think when there's unfair stuff going on, yeah. sometimes you can really be like, "Wait, oh, if I was in charge." I mean, I still feel like that sometimes as a grown-up. If not, if I'm not in charge of a situation, I'm like, "Oh." I would have done it so differently, right? And so I think that's some of where that's coming from, too. Yeah, you're right. Even in the song, when it starts, that the listeners could only hear it. But if you watch the mm-hmm. movie, there's a sadness on their faces while they're, you know, even riding their bike. They're not smiling talking about growing up. They're sort of longing to be out of where they are currently. So, so you're, you're right about the control. That is so true. Okay, so we have to get, because we have Dr. Edgar right here, we got to talk more about Elizabeth's favorite character, (laughs) the amazing, the stupendous, the really kind of mean um, (laughs) Mrs. Trunchbull. So here is where we first meet her, I believe, in the story. And this is when we first either fall in love with her or are, like, terrified of her. And Miss Honey in this scene is trying to come to ask for some help. Good music. And that's what Dr. Eger says. (laughs) Don't just stand there like a wet tissue. Get on with it. Yes, yes, sorry. So, uh, Miss Rutherford, there is uh, in my class a a girl called Matilda Wormwood. Matilda Wormwood, daughter of Mr. Harry Wormwood. Excellent man. You warned me about the brat, though. Said she's a real wart. No, Mr. I I don't think... No! No, you do not. What is the school motto, Miss Honey? <laughs> Bambinatum est megitum. Bambinatum est megitum. Children are maggots. It's such a good school motto. Oh, it's geez. just like our school motto. Children are... No, that is not our school motto. Okay. Let me cringe. Okay. I feel like um, Aliana and Elizabeth first tell the truth about Dr. Egger. Is that the vibe... <laughs> She's not listening. Is that the vibe that she gives off? No. no. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. What kind of vibe does Dr. Ayer give off? Like, um, people are scared to walk into Miss Trunchbull's mm-hmm. office. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, like this, it feels like you can just walk in and start Aww. ideas and stuff. Wait, you did, in fact, just walk in. So as a test, as a test, <laughs> when you came in to do this podcast and you knocked on the door, did Dr. Ayer say, and uh, <laughs> in a scary voice. No? no. Oh, I'm so she- surprised. <laughs> okay, there. Anything you want to add, Elizabeth? Uh, well, when I watched it, when, like, the headmistress, the, like, office, it said, like, maggots are not allowed. <laughs> and so sad. she, um, Dr. Ricker is just, like, um, come in, and she's always like, hello, um, do you need anything? And then, like, Miss Trenchable's just, like, enter 
she's like, and then she's like, okay, bye. <laughs> and she's such a great character. We won't even get into all the insane things. I mean, this sure, is honestly yeah. not even our favorite scene. Maybe is when she's like throwing a little girl around by her pigtails. Uh-huh. So talk about hyperbole. Yes. Yeah. That was hard a little to watch. bit of hyperbole. Yeah. So, Doctor Edgar, tell us what this has taught you about being a principal. Well, I mean. <laughs> The way I understand my role is to create a loving and welcoming environment and to support teachers. The way she talks down to Miss Honey. I mean, if a teacher walks in and notices a strength or something of her student, I'm applauding and celebrating that teacher and that child, not shutting that teacher down. So the way she um, treats the faculty, the, the teacher, is just heartbreaking to me. But also, yes, to ever say anything so negative about children, I don't know how she had a job. <laughs> she wasn't yes. But it's it's pretty disturbing. Insane. And again, nothing, nothing at all like our wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, I should hope not. I hope not. <laughs> okay, so now we need to meet Miss Honey, right? And Miss Honey is essentially, if you were to think about like the opposite character, the opposing character uh, from this trench ball. She is absolutely a good foil is the, the word we use in literature. So this is when we first meet Miss Honey. She's visiting Matilda's house and she's trying to convince her, hey, you might want to go to school. Matilda, isn't it? My name's Miss Honey. So you've been homeschooled, have you? We were wondering if you'd like to come to be school-schooled. We're a few weeks in already, but uh, we've another girl who's missed the start of term too. You could just join her. What's it like? School-school. Sometimes it can be intense, but I promise you my class is just fun. I'll teach you all about history and music and literature. Literature? So, books then? At school we have loads of books, full of stories, and we'll even teach you how to write your own. How's that sound? I'd better go. She's very excited. Those of you that cannot see the current screen, she's excited about school. Okay, so that's that's how we meet Miss Honey. Miss Honey could not be more different. Then Miss Trunchbull. So tell us a little bit about Miss Honey as a teacher and tell us some things we didn't see in that scene that you want the listeners to know about her in the movie. You go first. Okay. Um, well, do you want to tell about, I know last time we've talked a bit about how in the final scene oh. we, we got evidence that she is not just nice, but she's also a good teacher. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, she, um... There's, like, you may think she's too nice to be good at teaching, mm-hmm. but, like, in the last scene, it's not, like, because she has, Miss Chantwell has a spelling test, mm-hmm. and one of the words she said was, like, ma- maggot. <laughs> yeah, new. Ma- yeah, all and, these crazy words. And it's not like Miss Honey taught them how to spell that, like, the exact word. She just taught them, like, the stuff they need to fully know to spell it. Yeah. That's right. And so, like, Miss Miss Trunchbull had the very low expectations about them, right? She was like, oh, they won't get these. Ha, ha, ha. I'm going to get them. Yeah. But they did because she prepared them well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with Aliana. And, yeah, she has to get them ready just in case, like, something happens and Miss Trunchbull goes crazy. And she's always in one of what a good teacher is, is 
once Nigel, like, there's this big chalkboard and all this, like, um, crazy math and stuff. And he was like, he was like, it's hurting my head. And she was like, it's okay. And took it. And he, she was like, take a deep breath. Yes. And that's what a good teacher is. Wow, you're right. So she really, really differentiated or changed her approach with him to help support him. And then Dr. Ager and I have one of the same favorite scenes mm -hmm. uh, where she differentiated. Matilda has the opposite yes. thing going on. She's kind of genius. Yes, I love that scene, Catherine. Mm. But like, there's another scene. Is it in the cafeteria? And she yes. tells Matilda that she's gone and gathered some books on her reading level that she can enjoy while Miss um, Honey is working with other students. Matilda hugs her so hard. I think Miss Honey tells her, you're going to hug all the air out of me. I'm sorry, guys. I should not be trusted with a phone with Done. Back to you. <laughs> no, but she is. She's a great teacher who connects with every one of her students and meets them where they are and does what they need to learn and grow. I love her. She's my favorite. Oh, she's so so good. But y'all, have you had a teacher kind of like her? Um. um yes, Miss Kelly. Miss oh. Kelly. And you both actually happen to have Miss Kelly right now. Yep. And Miss MacArthur. Oh, Miss MacArthur. Shout out to them. They are like their own little Miss Honeys. Oh my gosh, it's so true. We have several. Okay, so we're running out of time. Just two more things. We have to end with this theme and a piece of this song that is maybe one of the most famous songs from this show. And I have a question for you. Do you agree with the premise of this song? So let's, let's get there. This is the end of sort of... because of you? It's not my fault. You forgot you sent me to school. Yeah, well, you're going to school now, and you're going to meet the trunch bull. The trunch bull? Agatha trunch bull. Headmistress of crunch mm, This is more of a scene than I meant to play. Scary woman she is. Yeah, maybe. Little trunch. It's not right. Here we go. It's not right. Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. So they say the subsequent fall was inevitable. They never stood a chance, they were written that way. Innocent victims of their story. Like Romeo and Juliet. Was written in the stars before they even met. That love and fate and a touch of stupidity would rob them of the hope of living happily. The endings are well spent. And that's the question. Do you sometimes have to be a little bit naughty? Do you agree or disagree with Matilda? Agree. Agree? <laughs> In what cases should you be naughty? Um, I don't really know, but sometimes if, like, my sister, like, does something really annoying and embarrassing, I'm like, you know what? Sometimes you have to be, like... <laughs> Really, sometimes you get bad luck if you have a little sister and you get and you get payback. Wait a minute. When you're saying that to Catherine, sometimes you have to. Are you telling her you Elizabeth are going to have to be naughty to get back at her, or are you saying Catherine you're acting naughty? Catherine's acting naughty. Oh, I see. <laughs> 
okay, okay. I thought it was a threat. I thought it was like a thinly veiled, like, here's something that's coming. Because when Matilda says it, she's sort of foreshadowing she's going to do really naughty things. And in the background, she's putting glue in her mean dad's toupee and doing all sorts of crazy things. Okay, I like that. What do you think, Eliana? Um... Maybe like a quarter, like a very tiny, tiny bit of naughty. Okay, what for? What for? Yeah, a quarter, to be precise. Um, like, um, you could just like go in your room, like, like you could like just walk away randomly. Okay, it could be naughty. Okay, and do you think that that's the right choice sometimes? Yeah. To be a, to be a little bit naughty, I don't know if I would call walking away from a situation exactly naughty. Yeah. Um, I happen to live with you, <laughs> and I happen to know that you are impeccably behaved at school, mm-hmm. but from time to time to time, <laughs> yesterday, you and your brother will start to get on each other's nerves, and he'll do something, and then I'll turn around, and I'll catch what we used to call Aliana hulking out, Hulk. which is, yeah, little Aliana, oh. when she was two, would like pick up this princess table and like throw it across <laughs> your room when you got mad. You don't throw tables anymore, no. but you have been known to be a little naughty with mm-hmm. your brother. Yes. But what provokes you? What makes you feel that way? Usually. Because what he does first. Yeah, you feel like there has been injustice mm-hmm. and you feel like you can't fix it and you're building up this anger and frustration mm-hmm. and you want to fix it or make things fair, right? Mm-hmm. And it's hard to be the youngest in a family because sometimes you don't feel like you have the power. You're literally the smallest person in our family. Well, Millie. Millie the dog well, is smaller, <laughs> right? Yes. It doesn't necessarily mean it's always the right decision, but I can see where you're coming from, a place of powerlessness, a place mm-hmm. of... Xander's going to be a little bit smarter usually, a little bit faster. He'll whisper things that mom doesn't see. And then you're left with nothing but (laughs) hulking out. Maybe, maybe. What do you think, Dr. Edgar? Should we be naughty Yeah, I mean, I think Matilda, every time, even right before she started that song, she said, that's not right. And she responds a lot throughout the movie. I think it is when she sees an injustice and her response Mm -hmm. to it. I love, I think I said this last time, I love when the librarian says, but Matilda, two wrongs don't make a right. Mm. Matilda said, two wrongs don't make a right unless they do. In that case, you've made a right from two wrongs. (laughs) And I just love that. And I think it is her response to lack of control, seeing all that's done to her and her friends. And it's an injustice that she's responding to, um, to balance it out, to use two wrongs to make a right. (laughs) And that does happen, right? Even at the end, the very last scene, a lot of kids, you've said, um, Aliana did a very scientific poll, and a lot of kids really like that last song, uh, Revolting Revolting Children. Yes, and it's because kids are taking ownership of sort of being naughty and saying, we're going to kind of overthrow the system, the oppressive system. They're dancing on tables, right? They're doing things that are kind of naughty, but they're doing it from what they see as the right choice, right? Justice. Um, Okay, well, let's end with my favorite question um, because I think we all love this movie for different reasons and different moments really speak to us. Can you tell us your very favorite scene that you want to leave listeners with? I'm going to start, Elizabeth. Probably the scene where, like, she talks about how, like, she was a hammer-throwing champion, the song The Hammer. Because it was so funny how she said she was, like, bragging about her trophies and something. And then, like, she had these, like, ribbons, and then, like, everybody was dancing. Like, they were her minions or something. <laughs> Who is the she you're referring to? Your favorite character? 
Misjudgeable. This is misjudgeable. <laughs> that is, is that also the scene where you see her doing crazy acrobatics? Like she's yeah. so in shape. You're um, like, how is this woman? Or is that a different scene? Oh, that's yeah, a phys ed song. Mm-hmm. I'm getting it mixed up. She is quite a powerful woman. I mean, you know what that makes me think a lot of is like, what happened to her to make her who yeah, she is? It's confusing but because I, uh, she like, looks out of sync. But I also like the phys ed scene. That's you also I like that scene? You just like, like anything with Agatha. Part, I'm like, ooh, is she a gymnast? Right? And you are a gymnast, so you can appreciate some skills. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's awesome. I can see why she's your favorite character, Elizabeth. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing the connections. What do you think, Eliana? Probably um, the circus scene because it's, well, one, it's weird because you can't just turn a school into a circus because that's not like. <laughs> like, literally, there's like wet Ferris wheels, there's, there's a, a giraffe. giraffe. Like, yeah. do you really need a giraffe to be in a No, you do not. But I did like how inside it was better. And they changed it to the Big Friendly School. Yes. That was so yes. Maybe we should rename St. Andrews the Big Friendly big School. Friendly yes. School. Maybe the small friendlies. Yeah. I don't know. We're not so, so big. You but maybe we don't need a giraffe. No. You don't. I don't know. That would be hard to take care of, giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite scene I mentioned in my intro is that quiet song. Mm-hmm. I just, she's getting like yelled at by Miss Trunchbull and like, and so many things are swirling and you see her suddenly for me it's like the climax of the movie you see her suddenly realize wait a minute my internal state can be different than the external state and I can control how I feel and how I behave inside and then you see her float up to the clouds and it's just the most peaceful peaceful scene yeah that scene brought tears to my eyes I think I boohooed during that scene I do love that scene but I could watch Bruce dance all day the children revolting song and it is just hilarious to me and they've just overcome and the spelling bee and that moment when everything turns for them and he starts that song oh Matilda like I can't remember where she is but she hears it's over the loudspeaker and students are hearing it and all running to that spot today I just love that moment it is such a moment of like Victor or like we yeah. did it. I'm going to learn that dance he does on that yeah. desk. Like a clog mixed he with like stomping and turning. Some some taps. And it is, he's the cutest to me. <laughs> this has been so fun. So to summarize, our main points are we really, really like Miss Trunchbull, even though she's so evil. Um, <laughs> teachers should be nice, like Miss Honey, and many of them are. Our school is nothing like this elementary school. Thank goodness. Thinking this, and maybe sometimes you have to be a little bit naughty, but not with Miss like, Kelly in her class. No, we like be like don't like jump on a like, chair. Don't really like, jump yeah. on a chair. <laughs> like maybe in times of injustice, and there are probably times to even fix injustice that don't involve being naughty. Sure, like maybe yeah. like going to a trusted adult. Maybe like I don't know, writing a letter. There are many other ways too. Um, but I learned a lot from this insanely crazy, it's so entertaining, it's everybody great, go watch it. It's a great movie and a great book. It's my favorite. And read the book. That's yes. right. That's our next step. We have not read the book. Have you, yeah. Elizabeth? I have. Yeah, you she have. just got the book. Okay. And you did, Elizabeth. It's set in a good. Uh-huh. It's so good. Does it, like, remind you but of the movie or is it different? It's more different because, like, it, it shows how, like, Bruce cuts the cake and steals uh-huh. it. Oh. And I'm like, it didn't do it and it didn't. Like, have that in yeah. the musical, and, like, Miss Trunchbull was, like, right there on that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know if this was in the musical. Yes. It doesn't do it in the musical or the movie. Yeah. You're right, and you know why I think? 
I think the musical and the movie are really leaning on kids feeling injustice. Yeah. And when you see that kid actually do a bad thing, you start to see both sides a little bit. Mm-hmm. So usually books are a little more nuanced and complex, although it's still totally hyperbolic. Yeah. <laughs> it's still, you see the villains and the good guys. Yeah. Any final words of wisdom? Mostly our teachers at our school listen to this. Is there anything you want teachers to know before we leave? No? Be like Miss Honey? Yes. Watch yeah. Matilda? Yeah. And thank you for being like Miss Honey, actually. Yes. That's maybe more what we want to say. Well, yeah. thank you all for giving up your recess. I so enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> this was fun. <laughs>